Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Jump Ball. I'm, well, I should be your host tonight. It would be my turn to host, but instead we have brought back one of our most popular uh, guest hosts in the past, and JD. JD is with us tonight. JD, Hello, everyone. how we doing? Hello, my little jumpers. Yeah, I didn't put him up to it, but I was going to say I would argue JD is the biggest of the little jumpers. The biggest he jumper. He, he is the, the biggest, biggest jumper. jumper. I don't know if I love that, but anyway, <laughs> JD's here to host tonight. Uh, tonight could be a big night. Justin is one win away from locking up the championship of season four. Adam, you are still... You need one more win to get four wins, and then I am uh, sucking. I am at two and four record this season. Not a great season for myself, but I think I won JD's episode last time this year, so hopefully I could do that again. But JD, you go ahead and take it away. Alrighty, boys. Um, so I was starting to think about what did I want to ask you whenever I got to this opportunity here, and so I know that a lot of people listen to this podcast to get the cold hard facts kind of like the new system of the podcast world you guys are. And there's a lot of discrepancies and truth out there. So I want to set them straight today. As you know, Jerry West is threatening to sue HBO and Adam McKay over their show winning time. And so finally, we're going to tell the real story of the Showtime Lakers. Um, We're not going to talk about Jerry's anger, drinking or screwing. We're just going to be telling the truth and hopefully we can squash this lawsuit before it ever happens. Um, all the, it'll cover the Showtime Lakers, like I mentioned, and I think we pinned that down to pretty much Magic Johnson's run of 1979 to 1991. And maybe if, if we do well enough, then we'll get a Showtime season two and make, make some history here today, boys. You guys in? It's coming oh, yeah. on. It's going to come down to us. Yeah. Yeah. I just actually started that series tonight. I watched the first two episodes like 20 minutes ago. So you're primed. Um, I'm prime. I, I never watched the show actually, so there could be like <laughs> these these questions could be obvious. Well, um, no, and me and Adam were just talking about it before, like you and Justin got into the call that like if I was Jerry West, I would be pretty upset about the situation too. Yeah, and I unless like, unless that's all Kareem true. Was pretty pissy about it too. I think. I don't think anyone really liked the show. Maybe Magic <laughs> did. But I don't think anyone did. Yeah. Well, hopefully, hopefully we could set them straight here today. I think we'll get a bigger reach than HBO anyway, so it shouldn't be a problem. Yeah, it tends to kind of be the that's our sweet spot is like one level above HBO. <laughs> Are right, you guys you guys ready for another episode of Jump Ball? Question one. So Jerry West, who is sort of the key figure suing HBO has served as an executive in the NBA since he retired as a player. In addition to serving for the Lakers, the Warriors, and currently the Clippers, who else was he as an an executive for? Would it be the Sacramento Kings? Would it be the Memphis Grizzlies? How about the Toronto Raptors? Or perhaps the Chicago Bulls? Can I get the teams again? I remember the Bulls and I think the Grizzlies, you said. The teams he, the, for the question, or the teams yeah. that I gave you. Okay. Uh, teams. A, the Kings. B, Grizzlies. C, Raptors. And D, the Bulls. And then I gave you that he's played, it worked for the Lakers, Warriors, and the Clippers. Okay. All right. I'm locked. I'm locked. All right. We'll go with our first lock. Rock, what are you thinking? Um, so from the teams that you said, just make just one more time. For some reason, can you na- name the teams you said again? You said the Kings, right? Yep. Okay, so that, that's what I locked in with. One reason I locked in with the Kings, uh, because they're out west, where you know Lakers, Clippers, and obviously he played for the Lakers in this time. So I went with the location pick, and I that's why I went with the uh, Kings. California Homer, I like it. Justin, what's up? I also locked in with the California homer, just with the teams and everything. Just kind of made sense. And Toronto is fairly new, so I don't, I don't know. I feel like we would have heard about Toronto. So yeah, one well, Sacramento. 
All righty, Adam, you're going to make it King's trifecta? Nope. Different logic. Oh, no. uh, I went, I don't know, but I went with the Grizzlies because I know like the Raptors brought in Isaiah Thomas as a GM once. So I was thinking, okay, the other expansion team of that era, Grizzlies, what like former legend did they bring in to lead their new franchise? And like maybe they gave Jerry West a shot. So I went Grizzlies. Yeah, why not give Jerry a shot? Yeah, give him, yeah, give him a go. <laughs> well, good news, Adam. It was the Memphis Grizzlies that Jerry was oh. an executive for. So Skull. one point to you, good sir. Um, Thank you, good sir. He, he was there for five years from 02 to 07. Even won executive of the year in 2004. Um, and he never, we obviously never won a championship there. And he was kind of the, the guy who oversaw the Pau Gasol years. And I found out he drafted Kyle Lowry. So he was the guy who, who oh, put him cool. into the league. Yeah. But most of the other draft that picks were shitty. into the league. Yeah, I don't even, I don't know, maybe I'm just a casual, but I don't even really remember Kyle Lowry being on the Grizzlies. So Brock, Brock, I, don't, I don't either. What? what college did Kyle Lowry get drafted by? We just went over this this weekend. Villanova. Yes, sir. That's all I want. Wow, good job, guys. That's awesome. Yeah, thank, thanks. <laughs> thanks, Adam. It's a bonus point. Bonus point, baby. All righty, boys. Let's go number two. All right, 1980, Jack McKinney was selected to be the Lakers head coach, but was injured in a bicycle accident and was replaced with Paul Westhead, who helped him lead the Showtime Lakers to the title. What league did Paul eventually win his second championship with in 2007? Would it be A, the WNBA, B, the NBL of Australia, C, the NCAA, or D, the EuroLeague? Won a championship with the Lakers in 1980, and then you got a second ring in 07 with who? I'm locked. Okay, I'm locked in. Mm. I'll lock. All right. We'll go Justin first this time. I uh, I locked in with the Euro League just because, I don't know, I feel like I would have maybe heard of him if he was a really good NCAA coach in 07-ish. I think that's around the time of like Duke-ish was really good. So that probably was around Coach K. I don't know. I wanted Euro. And plus that was kind of the time that Euro players were kind of being a thing in the NBA. Maybe it's a discounts over there. I don't know. So I just went with Euro. Euro League. So, sounds good to me. Uh, Mr. Adam. Um. I wish Justin would have said NCAA because he obviously knows most about college basketball because I said NCAA. My thought was that in the show, Paul Westhead is like a college English teacher before he like starts coaching. I don't know if that's actually true or not, um, but my thought was that maybe he's got like a soft spot for, for being around the younger generation, you know, coaching the youth. So I went and said, let's give it back. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and Brock. I, I too locked in with NCAA. I don't have any specific reason why this maybe wins the ship. Then like steps down, goes to, you know, give back to the kids. I, I don't know much about Jack McKinney. I'm just assuming he likes kids. Well, this isn't, uh, this question is not about Jack McKinney, idiot. Yeah. I'm really listening tonight, aren't I? Hey, man, I get it. I don't want to listen to me either. <laughs> I'm turning into Justin. <laughs> oh, stop it. Jesus. Oh, NCAA. That's what I locked in with. Well, I will tell you what. Uh, it's not going to screw you too bad. Jack McKinney didn't win NCAA championship in 07 either. So no sweat there. Um, it was actually Paul West had won in the WNBA as the coach of the Phoenix Mercury. Oh, cool. um, he was, if you guys watched that ESPN 30 for 30, the guru of go, that's Paul Westhead. 
and he had a player die on court because they just basically run up and down the court as fast as possible and get a shot off. Holy um, shit. Yeah. Oh, kind, of a, kind of a crazy story. Highly recommend that um, that 30 for 30. A lot of cool stuff. But let's move on to the next question, number three, which is a fill in the blank. The Lakers have been one of the most successful teams historically. So as a result, they do not get the number one overall pick very often. List the three players they have taken number one overall in the draft. There's one point for each player you get right. Unlocked. How do you lock so quickly? I'm impressed that you come up. Well, I feel like I, I don't know. The, these other, the guys that I listed were top picks. Adam, how many buttons are you going with on that shirt today? I think you could. I think you. Could I got zero going right now. I was golfing, so I had two. But I mean, I'm I'm at home now, so it's leisure. You want me to <laughs> pan the camera down so you can you, see full you let chest? Me a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is my business casual. I like All right, it. I'm locked in. All right, I guess I'll lock in. Lock in. All righty, boys. Uh, Mr. Adam, let's hear it. Okay. So we got Magic Johnson. Pretty sure on that one. Uh, we also have Michael Thompson, Clay's dad. He was. I'm pretty sure he was a number one pick for the Lakers. Um, and then third one, was not sure. So I just went George Mikan. Went with an old head. Um, I know George Mikan was like one of the first like tall dudes to play professional basketball. So I can imagine if they had like a tall dude who was good in college, he would be sought after for the number one pick. But I don't even know how the draft worked back then. So like maybe they didn't even have a number one pick. I don't know. But Magic Johnson, <laughs> Michael Thompson, George Mikan. All right, got your answers locked in. Um, Brock, let's hear from you. All right, so I knew two off the top of my head, and I had a very tough time filling that third one out. And the first one is Magic. Uh, in the TV show, in the TV series, uh, the Bulls and the Lakers, I think, literally flip a coin, and whoever wins would get Magic. So then the Lakers win the coin toss, and they get Magic Johnson number one overall in the 79 draft. Then the second one that I knew was James Worthy. They draft him a couple years after Magic, and I think he's a number one overall pick. If not one, he's definitely top five. And then, like I said, had a tough time filling out this third answer, so <laughs> it's not right. I walked in with D'Angelo Russell. He was the second pick overall in 2015, but that's the closest I could get to number one for the Lakers again. So Magic, James Worthy, and D'Lo. I love it, Brock. D'Lo is actually the first NBA jersey I bought. I love D'Lo. He's a wolf right now. Yeah. He might leave, though. Yeah, he probably should. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Fucker. (laughs) I I like the Nets days, but, you know. Anyways, uh, Mr. Justin, let's hear it. Uh, So, yeah, I knew two for sure off the top of my head, which made it easy, which was Magic and James Worthy. But then the third one was confusing because I didn't know. Uh, Names came to mind were Elgin Baylor, Kwame Brown. And Andrew Bynum. Um, so I just, I don't know. I kind of locked in with Elgin Baylor. Uh, I know it was probably the Minneapolis Lakers. I don't know if this still counts. It probably does. But I just can't get can't get out of my head. <laughs> Stephen A. saying, his hands are too small. Kwame Brown. And I just feel like he was the number one overall pick. But I don't, I don't know. That draft life was Bad though, I'm pretty sure. I don't know. I saw so I locked in with Elgin Baylor. So Magic James Worthy and Elgin Baylor. All right. I like it. Um well good news, one of you is big brain. Other two are medium brains. Um the three people are Elgin Baylor from Seattle, Magic Johnson from Michigan State, and James Worthy from North Carolina. What? Wow. Three big oh. hits, I would say. And Adam, you didn't know James Worthy? I didn't think I was he was. Number, I that. didn't think he was a number one. How did they get a number one pick if Magic and Kareem were there? Uh, I could tell you. They traded it with. They traded some scrubs to the Cavs, and they got the Cavs were the worst team that year. They they were on the back of uh, <laughs> their two championship run. Get James Worthy, 
pretty sure they went at 30. There you go. Maybe not. Big game, know. James. Mm, well, yeah. That sucks. Well, and also Michael <laughs> Thompson, I'm like very certain was a number one pick, and I know he played for the Lakers, but he must not have been taken by the Lakers, I guess. Yeah, when you said yeah. Michael Thompson, number one overall pick, that's why I was like, oh, God. Because I felt very confident once when I locked all these guys in. Like, I really didn't think good. Worthy was number one. I was like very certain I, he no, was in that, the like three yeah. to seven range, but you guys were so confident. So I was like, fuck. Yeah. Michael Thompson was uh, Trailblazers. They picked him. And Kwame uh, was picked mm. by the uh, Wizards. Oh. Oh, yeah. They traded. For, I think they traded for him. Yeah. Andrew Bynum was picked Jordan by the really Lakers. And yeah, I feel like he was 10. later picked. Andrew Bynum. Yeah, I was Googling him as you guys were uh, answering in case I look like an idiot at the end. But yeah, he was drafted on Facebook. So I didn't know if he was. Yeah. Yeah. I'll give a score update here. Um, Rock, you got two points. Justin, you got three. And Adam, you got two as well. Heading into question number four. Can't let him win, Adam. Can't let him win. Working on it, man. Ooh. Don't give me picks, baby. Don't give me picks. That is true. Well, let's, we'll have another fill in, the bl- bl- fill in the blank. So let's see what we could do with that one. Um, Pat Riley, who would eventually become one of the most successful coaches slash executives in NBA history, was an assistant on the original Showtime team. Before that, in 1967, he was drafted by the San Diego Rockets, but was drafted by another team in the 1970 NBA expansion draft as well. What three teams were added to the NBA in 1970 that prompted holding an expansion draft? Oh, God. Three NBA teams in 1970? Yes, sir. Oh, no. All right, I'm locked in. Got one lock. Oh, my God, I'm an idiot. I think I know this. A lock. All right, just waiting on Justin. Yeah, per usual. He likes to grind those gears up there. Sometimes stuff never comes out, though. No, because I'm (laughs) grinding it because I know know I said this a lot lately, but Mark told me this. This is how he plays Spurs fan. (laughs) Mark is just his boss. (laughs) And so everyone at home knows. Apparently he's a fucking oracle. He is. <laughs> he has newspaper clippings from Larry Faust era. And I feel like he just this like sleeps on a bed of newspapers from the no, 50s or something. No, he told me this. Oh my gosh. I, I got two. I'm locked, but I, I got two that I'm fairly confident in. The other one, I have no idea. He's a right. disappointed. Uh, real quick, I just want to point out that you guys roasted Justin for being last. Right after last question, you guys roasted him for being first. I'm just seeing some inconsistency. We like to pick on him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got thick skin. Got thick skin I here. Did I roast him? I thought I said I'm impressed that he got him so quickly. Yeah, but you he said right. it. He said it like you didn't mean it. Yeah, I'd never mean it. <laughs> All right, um, we'll I go with Mr. It. Brock first. All right, bully Brock. So this, okay, so but. Two teams that came to mind first, and they're around this time area. I don't know if they're 1970 or not, but I just know the story that these two teams flipped the coin and the winner got Kareem, which now we're talking about the expansion draft wouldn't make a whole ton of sense. But these teams are around, these two teams are around this time frame, and it's the Suns and the Bucks. So those are the two teams that flipped the coin for Kareem, and Kareem was drafted around, you know, 19, around that era. Okay. And then I think. And then the other team was um, I went with is a team that was also around that time area, and that was the Portland Trailblazers. Um, so those were the three teams I locked in with. I feel confident with the Suns and the Bucks. So I know that story with Kareem, but then, then yeah, Blazers. All righty, Justin. Uh oh. Well, good news <laughs> is is me and Brock have one in common, and that's Portland. And then. I went with uh, just kind of newer teams that I was trying to think of back then. So I went with the, uh, I don't know, I think the uh, Cavs and I think the Brook. But the Nets might have came in earlier, though, is the thing. In the. Oh God. You know what? I'm going to take. Can I take, can I take out an answer? I haven't locked it in officially. 
I have like four. Yes, you have. <laughs> and you heard Brock's answers. You... Okay, fine. Spurs, Cavs, Nets. I want to take Cavs out and put in Super Sonics. Oh, man. So Spurs, know. Cavs, and Nets? So you're or not no, not Spurs. Uh, Trailblazers. I, was in, I went oh, Trailblazers. Okay. Dude, locked in with four answers. I have a lot of teams written down here. <laughs> I bet. Yeah, half the league. I know. So Trailblazers, Cavs, and... Oh. Yeah, Trailblazers and Cavs Nets. You and said Nets. Nets. I, I, I know. know. I know. Nets. Nets. Nets is your answer. I know. I don't. I'm not comfortable. Oh, it's all right. You got a comfortable lead. Don't worry about it. <laughs> all right, Adam, you're up. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Dig at you. Yeah. Okay. I got my my strategy was I just was trying to think of the oldest player I could from like all the teams. And then seeing like what if if they were older than 1970, you know what I'm saying? Um, so I, I don't, don't know what I'm saying. Like no. like if I if I was like, ooh, who's the oldest player on the the Celtics? And I was like, okay, Bob Cousy. Okay, Bob Cousy was before oh. the 70s. So there, oh. you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I I went okay, Bingo Smith. Played for the Cavs in the 70s. I think he's the oldest one I got for the Cavs. So I went Cavs. Then we got Walter Davis. I, I don't know when he played. It might have been 80s, but I, he's kind of old. Who? Walter Davis. I don't know Walter Davis. <laughs> Who? Sounds legend. Anyway, um, so we got Walter Davis for the Suns. Um, and then Clippers, I got I got Jeff Petrie. I can see a, a picture of him. He's got a cool mustache. He's standing like this. Uh, and I, I think that he had a 70s mustache. So he went Clippers. Okay. <laughs> um, so, Adam, can you say yours again? Yes. Cavs, Suns, Clippers. Cool. Okay. So. I'll give you the three teams, which in some roundabout way, I think we hit all three, but just not from any one person. So we got the Portland Trailblazers, who were actually the team that took uh, Pat Riley in the expansion draft. We got the Cleveland Cavaliers, and we have the Buffalo Bra- Buffalo Braves, who are now known as the Clippers. So hey. we got all three. Um, the Suns look like they came in 68. I'm not sure oh. how they entered the league, but that's when they were founded. And then I know from the movie Semi-Pro that the Spurs and the Nets came from the ABA. So they, yeah. they were yes. part of the merger. Um, when did the Bucks come in the league? Let me see. I feel like it's around the time as the same as the Suns, if not earlier. Uh, yep, 68, exact same time. 60, ah, yeah. Hmm. So it sounds like Close. the league was expanding a lot back then. Um, it was kind of hard this question because Riley never played for the Trailblazers so if you followed his career that wasn't that much of a hint Um, the Trailblazers traded him to the Lakers pretty immediately and then he won a championship there as a player and he eventually became the head coach for the Showtime Lakers after Magic Johnson wanted the team to get rid of Paul Westhead and thus we have the Pat Riley era that extends to this day alright and we'll go to the next question now and this will be a multiple choice. In 1975, the Lakers traded for Kareem Abdul-Jabbar from the Milwaukee Bucks. Why did Jabbar want to trade? Is it because Oscar Robertson, his point guard, was retiring and he did not want to play without him? Or B, the coaching staff was disrespectful to him on the Bucks due to his race and religion? C, he thought the team could never succeed? Or D, he wanted to live in a more culturally diverse city. I'm locked. This is kind of an old impulse lock. It just feels good. I'm trying to go with new tactics here. So I'm just going to lock. I'm also locked in. A lock. It's a fast round. We'll start with Justin this time. Okay, so with this one, I went with the fact that Kareem came over to the Lakers and he was fairly older. And uh, Oscar was in the NBA before Kareem, so maybe he wasn't even a little older. 
So I locked in with the reason being was Oscar was retiring and he didn't want to play. I locked in with A. Reason being was Oscar. Okay. Rock. Um, I locked in with um so Kareem went to college at UCLA. It's a Cali boy. So I think in my head, the way I thought about it is he liked the diversity of UCLA. So he wanted to go back and live in a culturally diverse city, which Milwaukee is not and LA would be. So I went with uh, the cultural diversity. Okay. And Adam. Yeah. I also went with cultural diversity. Um, I watched the Kareem. There's a Kareem documentary on HBO that I watched not too long ago. And I don't remember any of the other reasons like really coming up. This one sounds kind of familiar um, just in the sense that like, I know he was involved with a lot of like groups and like religious organizations like in LA um, or like at least in California um, while he was still in Milwaukee. So that would add up. Awesome. And Adam, you and Brock are correct. It was the cultural diversity he was looking for. Um, he wanted to be traded to either the New York Knicks or the Washington Bullets with the Lakers as his third choice. And he loved, he loves Milwaukee, and I think he still really likes them to this day, but he just wanted to not live in the Midwest anymore. So he That's wanted fair. to go to a big city. That's yeah. fair. fair enough. <laughs> and then Oscar was actually traded before – or retired before Kareem was traded, so he did play a little bit without him. Oh, uh, okay. And – I think um, he had a great relationship with the coaching staff for the Bucks, which included Jack McKinney, who was on that coaching staff. So they were fine there. And the team had already won a title with Kareem at the helm, so he wasn't worried they could never succeed. So it's the adversity. It's the last one remaining there. And after five questions, the score, we have Justin Adam tied at five with Brock right behind them with four. But we'll go to question six now. The Lakers are one of the biggest brands in the NBA today, but that wasn't always the case. Their branding is in large part due to Dr. Jerry Buss, who bought the team in 1979. What is Jerry Buss's PhD in? It's multiple choice. Does he have a PhD in economics, chemistry, geology, or philosophy? Can you read, can you read those one more time? Yes. Uh, economics, A. Chemistry, B. Geology C, philosophy D. I'm locked. <laughs> I know he says this in the show at some point, but yeah, I, I can't just remember. Watched it. I don't even know. I'm just going with a dark horse here. I hate to do this to you, JD. Can you do it one more time? No, I got you. I know. I know. I'm missing two of them. Economics, chemistry. Geology, philosophy. All right, I'm locked I'm in. Locked. I heard my answer. I'm locked. Is that all three? All right, um, we'll start with Adam. I'm kicking myself because I can't remember it, but I, I know that I heard it in the show. Um, and I want my gut for what he said in the show was chemistry. Econ makes sense because he's a business guy i guess i feel like that's kind of bait um so didn't do that and then with amongst the others i just felt like it was just a gut it was just gut it's what i can see uh what john c Riley saying as jerry bless uh yeah and we established that that's not a reputable show but glad you're using that as your basis <laughs> well i feel like that with that one they'd get that part right that doesn't really matter so sure would help um Brock? um so like i said just watched those episodes the first two episodes 20 minutes before we got on to record i remember him saying physical and then you said all your answers and none of them said physical so i was like oh shit so that's that's why i had you read them over and over again but i do remember it not being like economics and i remember like i said physical and i put physical in front of everything and physical chemistry made the most sense so i locked in with physical chemistry or just chemistry yes sir and justin 
Oh boy. Um. Well, I uh, uh, economics sounded great, but too great. <laughs> chemistry. Chemistry could be a dark horse. There's multiple. Uh, what was the second one again? Chemistry. No, the third one. Third. <laughs> Geology. Geology. That one. No way. No way, Jose. What is geology? That's rocks. Yeah, rocks. Yeah. <laughs> so I went with a lot of rocks on his fingers. I, I was stuck between because it. I don't know. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. I went with philosophy just because I don't know. It just felt right. Something weird, you know. Jerry, speak to me. <laughs> well, my friend, it's chemistry. No, honestly, I'm half tempted to give Brock an extra point because no. it's physical chemistry. It's just because he watched the show 20 yeah. minutes ago. He's a it's not because he knows more. more. He won't get an extra point. I didn't even know. I didn't even know JD was doing this. I just like I should start watching that right about now. It's straight timing. Um, I changed it from physical chemistry to just chemistry. I was writing these questions by my buddy Joe, and I'm not like creative enough to think of other degrees, so physical chemistry stuck out like a sore thumb. So I just said chemistry. But yes, yeah, he's I guess he's just a freaking smart dude. He. Got his PhD at age 24, which doesn't seem possible, from USC. And then he worked in the Bureau of Mines, the aerospace industry, and then became a professor at USC. And he started investing in real estate because he didn't get paid enough while he was a professor. And then just lo and behold, became a millionaire and bought the Lakers. So he didn't even really set out to do this. Just kind of happened. Must be rough. Score update. Um, on bronze... We have Brock with four points, uh, Justin Silver, and Adam's gold. Adam has six, Justin has five. Did I not get a point for that last question? Probably did. Wasn't that four before? Four formula, fuck up. Oh, yeah, yeah I think, go, sorry. Yeah, I think it should be there six, five, five. Yep, that's exactly right. Good call. Six, five, five. Don't worry, though. Ping pong round has a lot of possible points. Oh, no, we're doing a ping pong round. Ping pong round. Larry Faust comes up, I'm flipping something. Just toss him out there regardless. Commit to it now. Might have to. Um, Okay, number seven. Red Auerbach was featured in winning time, telling Dr. Buss that he could never win in the league. How many championships did Red Auerbach win as a coach or executive with the Celtics? And this is not multiple choice. You just got to tell me. Locked. Oh, God. You just fucking watched this. This is for the real fans. Oh. Yeah, for the real fans, Adam. For the real ones. How many champions he won as a coach and an executive? Yeah, combined. Combined. For the Celtics, specifically. Perfect. Yes. Mm. Uh Uh-oh. I'll walk. I'm trying to think how many rings Larry has. Maybe he's around Larry's time as an executive. Was he dead? Was he alive? (laughs) <laughs> might be dead no because Bill's still alive Bill's wait no he's older than Bill he's a coach uh, I, I don't know I'm locked waiting I'm on dead. Adam hmm waiting on you right oh I'm locked sorry I don't know if I said oh, you're anything locked. yeah you might have all right, uh, I'm going to go with Justin first. I'm curious what you're thinking. Uh, so I thought of Bill, uh, winningest player of all time. He got a lot of rings. Uh, 11. <laughs> and uh, I can't remember how many Larry won. He might have been around for Larry. I think this is like a little ad of Bill and Larry. I just won 13. Larry, I'm sorry if I gypped you out of rings, but <laughs> you only got two, dude. I don't know. <laughs> Adam? Similar thought process. We got 11 for Bill, for the Bill era. But then I couldn't remember if those are going to overlap as a Bill coaching with like the Havlicek Cowan's rings. Um, Mm. And then into the Larry rings. So I couldn't get a strong number, but I went 14. And I'm worried it might be one or two more. I forgot about that. Oh. Brock? 
How'd you get your answer? Uh, well, I got my answer by watching the show uh, before we started the podcast. What are the odds, though? I mean, that's insane. But um, I think I think I, that scene where uh, Jerry Buss goes up to Red smoking the big cigar with all the white smoke around him. And I'm pretty sure Red said 16. <laughs> like, there was like a cutaway where he said 16 total. Because you got the bill, yeah. and then you got uh, Dave Cowens and all that, and then he he does, and then he does draft Larry. Which the Larry thing, Adam might have to give us the whole Larry draft story is like insane because it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> but I think it's sixteen. I forgot about Dave Cowens. I'm an idiot. Do you guys know how many rings the Celtics organization has? No. Uh, Seventeen. Seventeen for the whole organization. Oh. And Red Auerbach was there for all of them, except for the ones where he was dead, which Ugh. was the last one. So he has 16 The rings. 2008 one, yeah. yeah. Wow. From the day he nice. became a coach, he stayed there the whole time. So Brock is now tied for the lead with Justin right behind everyone. Um, Adam, do you have the history lesson of Larry Bird? Do you know anything about that? Please well, give just, it. Because like, they barely the, explained the it in the show. was that Larry didn't enter the draft. Like, <laughs> he just was going to come back and play again um, at Indiana State. And so he, like, didn't enter the draft. And then the Celtics had, like, the number two pick in the draft. And whoever had the number one pick was going to pick Larry if he entered. But he didn't enter. And so then the Celtics at number two were just like, yeah, we're taking him. Like, we draft Larry Bird. And then they were like, we, he, he's not in the draft. And they were like, okay, we get his draft rights. Like, we don't care. And there wasn't a rule <laughs> against that. So they were like, okay, when he, like, enters the draft, you just automatically get him now from last year's pick. So like is that, then, is that still allowed? Can you still no? Do they made a rule against it that you can't draft players unless they enter the draft, <laughs> which makes sense. But like, well, see, and then in, in the show, in the show, which you know how accurate the show is, um, the Chicago and L.A. flip for the number one overall pick. So I assume Chicago would get the number two overall pick there. And I'm looking at the '79 draft I just brought up, and it says Dave, Dave Greenwood from L, uh, UCLA was chosen by the Bulls at number two. And I'm looking at the first round, and it doesn't even look like Boston has a, f- a first over first round pick. It might have been traded or something previous to like get up there or something. I don't know. I don't know that that's part of yeah, the maybe. ruling that came. It could be part of that. But yeah, they had like the number two. I think it was right, the number two like, pick previous year, but they just like drafted a dude who wasn't in the draft. And then he was like, you know, I'm not in the draft, right? And they were like, yeah, it's fine. Just like come next year. It's fine. So we're saying it's weird. a stolen ring. All the Larry rings are stolen. I'm not going to say that. Pretty much. The Celtics just weasel their way into Larry Bird. Let's be they honest. They did weasel. I mean, that'd be crazy because like. Imagine if you could do that now and then like all the like 14 year olds that get scouted and there are like mixtapes are on Instagram. If pe- if like the yeah, Celtics like could just be like, dra- yeah, I'm drafting that 14 year old. I don't care when he comes in place, <laughs> but like whenever he comes in place, he's on our team. Just imagine though that could work out like so terribly for yeah. some teams because Max McClung got like a ton of hype when he was like dunking, but he like never grew. He's still like five, whatever. Yeah. So he like just never grew, but he was just dunked. But it'd be a great way to like burn second round picks. Like if you truly are like nobody in this draft's worth anything, just be like, I want that. I want that. I want that baby. And then maybe he'll pan out someday. (laughs) (laughs) I'll take that baby right there. (laughs) And then we train him. We draft a baby and then we give him professional training for the first 18 years of his life. And then we breed a super athlete. Crazy. That's kind of like not. I mean, a very simplistic version of how like Real Madrid gets their players. They have like kids grow up in their academy, and then now they're going to be soccer stars one day. That's crazy. <laughs> All right, ready for ping pong? Oh yeah. Okay. What's the scores looking like headed into it? Uh, Adam with six, Brock with six, Justin with five. Okay. But perfect. there are. Let's see how many points are technically available. I don't think. I'll, I'll, before I tell me points are technically available, I don't think it's going to take it. You're not going to get like a tenth of them. Um, there's 77 points available. 
Holy crap. Okay. Yep. Um, and let me read you what we're doing here. So I have a list of all the players who were on the team for at least part of the run from 1979 to 1991. So we'll start with Justin. We're going to see how many Showtime's players you guys can name. You get one free oopsie, but on your second, you're done. Every name is worth one point. So Justin, can you name me one player from the Showtime Lakers? Magic Johnson. He's on here. Uh, then we'll go to, since you guys are tied, we'll go to Brock next. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. All right. He's on here as well. Adam? James Worthy. Yep. Now back to Justin. Uh, one of Brock's favorite players, AC Green. <laughs> you like my 2K. I had that one in the hole. I know I had him in the hole. I didn't think he'd get brought up so soon. <laughs> the greatest 45 that ever do it. Yeah, like a few more. I'm going to be completely honest. I'm going to be out like right away. That's a tough one. It's harder than you'd think it would be. It, well, it is. I, I haven't been freshened up on the Showtime Lakers in a while. There's a lot of uh, role players back then. Brock? Uh, a. Brought up in the show in the first episode, uh, Magic comes in and basically takes his spot, and that's Norm Nixon. Yes, sir. Adam. Uh, brought him up earlier, Michael Thompson. Let me make sure. Sorry, I got to sort this. Yes, Michael Thompson. The radio announcer of the Lakers. All right, Justin. Um, uh, Byron Scott, point guard for them, I'm pretty sure, or shooting guard. He's a smaller guard for them. Yes, sir. Yeah, one more. Um, I'm out. When are you, when are you guys stealing it? Pissed. All right, so I would be up and give me. Rex Becks himself, Kurt Rambis. Love Kurt Rambis. Actually, he's not even Rex Becks. The guy's just out there wearing fucking glasses. COVID stole my Halloween costume idea. It's going as Kurt Rambis. <laughs> you bring it out again. <laughs> I got to. Adam? Show me Jamal Wilkes. Yep. Oh, my. Justin, you still out here? Yeah, I am. Um, number 21, his last name is Cooper. He's a wing. Mm. Yeah, there's some controversy in the playoff episode. Are we taking just last names? I can literally see him. I want to say his first name's Michael. <laughs> yeah, you the number don't... helps. Yes, I can literally see the guy. What's the number then? He's like 21. Michael right, let me Google it. He's in the 20s. I know I'm off a of 2K. Literally, I don't know he's why like I'm a... looking up the number because you, you said his name. It's Michael Cooper. His name's Michael. Okay. Because he's he's off a of 2K. He's like, his, he's like a taller wing, wing defender. Yeah, he was number 21. Perfect. Good answer. Yeah, I'm out. But I'm, wow. I'm out. I don't know anyone else. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> you got to throw out something. You got to throw Larry out an answer. Faust. A part. That's a part of it. No, there's no he way. Actually, if he's on he his, actually, I flipped out. I flipped he, something. He I break something. No way, Larry Fouts. He did play for the Lakers. But it was back in the 50s. Mm. All right. Um, my turn. I'm going to go with my boy. He's been on the pod before. And that's Bob McAdoo. Mm. Yes, sir. He was Bobby he Mac. was around the Lakers. Big Mac. Yeah, he played uh, eighty-two to eighty-five. For the Lakers. Huh. Cool. There oh. we go. Bob. Adam. I can't believe you took AC Green. I'm so mad. He's about your favorite that one. player. That's why I took him. AC Green. You're a dick. Um. I'm gonna go Chuck Nevitt. Dude, what the hell? Yes. Chuck Nevitt. Who? <laughs> yeah, you know Chuck? two seasons on the Lakers. Yeah. 85-86. No way. You know Chuck. Oh, my goodness. I don't know you Chuck. You know Chuck. 
I, I, I promise you I don't. But I, someone... Oh, it's Justin's turn. Justin, you going to throw out an Pat answer? Rod Williams. I don't even know. Um, nope. No hot Rod Williams. I know you played for the Lakers. I can that's figure what, out. Man. That's literally what I thought of. I'm like, I'm trying to think of like an older Laker guy that might have played back then. And I'm like, Hot Rod Williams. He seems like a Showtime hot guy. Rod. He's got the Showtime name, right? Hot Rod? <laughs> I'm surprised. Yeah, I'm not on here. Um, that's well. You have another strike unless you're oh, just gonna no. oh, toss I'll, it away. I'll try. Later. I'll try. No, I'll try and toss out a name. I don't know. Yeah, might as well. Um, Brock. Back to me. Um, we're gonna go with uh, Sam Perkins. Oh Sam. my, good pick. I know. Yeah, he played. Sam Perkins. Yep. That's a he, good one. He barely squeaks in. Ninety-one. Perfect. All I need That's him for. Good pick there. He's there for a while afterwards, I feel like. Leaves in 93. Oh, so not too much longer. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm I'm going to start doing some strategy here. Because I got a couple more early names. But if Brock's thinking late names, I'm going to go ahead and take Vladi Divac. No, you did not take yeah, Vladi. Yeah, because I know no. you're thinking Vladi. Vladi. I got and I got oh, some fucking deep poles lined up that I can bring out at a, <laughs> at, a at a moment's notice. There's, I'm playing the wrong game, man. So is oh, that is that ten ten now for us? Um, I was counting them who has more than the others. So I know you and Brock have edged one point above Justin. I didn't really know that. Oh, okay, it doesn't matter. Yeah, and I don't think Justin's getting any more. So, frankly. Um, I looked down my sheet. I looked down my sheet from the past game. Robert Ory. <laughs> There's no way he's on that any of those teams, but just gotta throw him out there. Are there another name? I don't. I don't really know. I don't know. <laughs> you get one. You're going Robert, big shot, Bob. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, give me a big shot. I know he wasn't on the team. I just want to shout out. Rob. Wait, no. Since we're doing shout outs, uh, Marvin Bagley. Is that on you? Fuck off. Okay. <laughs> I hate you. Uh, Subtract points. <laughs> I don't care. I lost. I, I'll, I'll set you to zero, yeah. <laughs> Just set me to zero. Oh, I don't Perfect. care. <laughs> JD, great episode. Loved it. Thanks, man. Honestly, I did. That was good. Good job. Thank you. Thank you very much. So it's really just now whoever whoever blinks first, Adam Brock. I mean, I'm playing the wrong game here. This was... Later 2000s, I have him, but this is his realm. So, but I think he might have made his this on Nick Van Exel. I think he on the cusp, he might be there. I don't see him. Fuck. Too late then. Let's see when he got there. He got there 94, 94 to 98. Oh, there's one strike. Okay, I uh, gotta say, not a lot of not a lot of big names. I think this guy might have been there on the late teams. Eldon Campbell. Yeah, when you know it. <laughs> <laughs> he was there uh, oh, 90, yeah. 91. Yeah. Got there in ninety one. Stayed till ninety nine. I knew he was there for the sh- like early Shaq years, but I didn't know when he got there. I knew he was kind of older at that point. Can I name coaches? Um, I didn't write down coaches. So no. no, all right. Uh, for the marbles, I know he was there in the nineties. Don't know if it was early nineties. Eddie Jones. Ed, there's no, no, no. there's no, no way Eddie Money Jones is there. Not there. When I sorted it, there's an Earl Jones and an Eddie Jordan next to each other, so I thought you had it, but sorry, my friend, you were wrong. <sighs> I don't I got want to more. keep swinging. Oh, no, I got, I got, a, I got a good list going. Uh, You're up one right now. Show me Frank Burkowski. Yep. Steve Mix. Yep. Mark Landsberger. Dude, who are you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> who is that? What, what did he ever do? Why, why Billy do you? Re- Ray Bates. What? <laughs> yeah. Are you, on, are you on Google right now? What's going on here? This guy's unstoppable. I got him written down. 
Um, that's, that's true. And then impressive. the last one on my list, an all-time great NBA name, Jeff Lamp. <laughs> oh, sorry, I don't want to oopsie daisy. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure, man. Pretty sure the Lampster's on there. <laughs> Adams. Um, oh, what do you Google now? Let's oh, go. Oh my good god. I, yeah. Oh fuck. If I scroll up, I would have seen it. <laughs> oh, That's the list, baby. That's the fucking they hit list. Their 88, 89. That's ridiculous. Don't, don't, don't try is. me on like pulling out random bench warmers from teams in the 80s. I'll kick your ass every time. Don't oh try me. But like, God. why? Why do you know? Because I that? like just looking at basketball reference and then finding funny names. And then I like looking at the guys who are like, wow, you played for four years and averaged two points. Like, who the fuck are you? I love those who guys. You, guys want, you, you guys want to get angry really quick? Do you want to get mad? Uh, with, Adam pulled a guy who played one game for the, for the Showtime Lakers, Steve Nix. <laughs> he played, he played one I know, game. I know he, I because I, I knew because I looked at those rosters. But Steve Mix played for like Julius Irving's 76ers teams, and I loved him. And so that's what? why I knew him. You and weren't so, around to watch that. What do you mean? <laughs> but I knew I, that dude could at be one point dead. on one of these rosters. I saw him, and I was like, "What the fuck, Steve Mix? How is he still even in the league at that point?" But he was. Wow. Well, you earned it. Un- unbelievable. There's a couple names yeah. that, I mean, played 300 plus games. Don Ford. Um, we got Tony Smith, Mike McGee, Jim Price. And then you get like Mitch Kupchak, who was the GM of the Lakers for a while with Kobe. Um, and then kind of just like random. Adrian Dantley, someone you guys might have. Oh, I didn't know. Dantley was on the Lakers? Barely, Wes Matthews. Oh, I'm trying to see any other names that might be interesting. But yeah, you guys did you guys did a lot more than I thought. So good on you fellas. Well, Adam kind of carried. Yeah, shout out to Adam. <laughs> Adam yeah, Adam kind of carried for that one. Justin threw out Marvin Bagley. The guy, the kid didn't even <laughs> he wasn't try. Even, wasn't even born. You fucking took AC Green from me, then you you end your round with Marvin not, Bagley. He, truly, truly, I had to take a stab at AC early. And then Mike Michael Thomas was in my back pocket, or Mike Michael Cooper, not Michael Thomas. Michael Cooper is in my back pocket. Whatever. All right. Well, that wraps up another episode. Thank you, JD, for coming on and hosting again. We appreciate it. The fans love you. Your episode's one of the highest played yeah. out of all our episodes. So thank you for coming here. back. Thank you. Absolutely. So with Adam's victory tonight, it pushes Justin and Adam to a tie at four wins. So next episode I will be hosting and it will be the season finale of season four. Justin versus Adam. Justin trying to go back to back. Adam trying to get his first ever jump ball ring. We'll see if they can do it next week. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Jump Ball. Make sure to subscribe. Subscribe on our uh, Apple Podcast, Spotify. Leave us five stars if you can on both. Uh, if you want to cop some merch, our Redbubble link is in the description. Go ahead and cop some there. And until next week, guys, we're signing off.